0: What's up, everyone? This is Maya, your host, and you are listening to the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. More people than ever are building cool stuff online from the scratch, solving problems, and making a lot of money in the process. And on this show, I sit down with these amazing Six Figure Entrepreneurs to share their entrepreneurial journeys the ideas, the opportunities, the strategy they are taking advantage of, so the rest of us can do the same. And now, let's get the show started. On this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast, I've got another amazing Six Figure Entrepreneur. And before we get the show started, I will pass the mic to her. She will introduce herself, tell us a bit about what she does, then we get the show rolling.
1: Hi, I'm very thrilled to be on. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, hello to my all of you. So my name is Tracy Lamori and I'm an international award-winning publicist. So basically what that means is I work with everybody from entrepreneurs, from small businesses to, to startups, to artists, to creatives, to entertainers, to celebrities. But a lot of what I do is just helping people, basically in, individuals, whatever their passion is build their brand on a global level. So getting themselves known literally on an international level.
0: Awesome. Glad to have you on this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. And I believe we, have, we both have an awesome time on the show.
1: Just that I'm looking forward to it.
0: All right. Awesome. So let's just get straight and get started with this. Like, how do you get started in this entrepreneur journey? Like, how is the journey like for you?
1: Yeah. So basically, it came. I was in sales and marketing myself and my husband, Dave Parkinson, my co-founder. But when we were young, we were in sales and marketing, just, you know, working for other people, as a lot of us start out doing. We ended up getting involved with a not-for-profit or cause, basically. And I learned to write press releases, you know, learned to deal with media in getting that messaging out, fighting some for you know injustice in America basically. I'm Canadian, but we were working on some cause of injustice in America. There was a, a man called Jimmy Dennis who was you know wrongfully convicted, which happens a lot in the state, especially to black men in America. And so we were, you know, we had become activists on his cause and for 20 years basically, we tried to get the world to know about that case. He was finally released in 2017. He's an artist now, singer. Becoming pretty well known RB artist, and meanwhile, I learned uh, that I knew how to talk to media. I knew how to deal with media. I knew how to, which is a bit of a you know a magic touch for most people. When I meet entrepreneurs or experts and things, I often say to them, "Oh, how come you're not being interviewed on that? Uh, how come you're not doing TV, radio interviews?" And they just sort of look at me like, "How would I do that?" And so I realized that I knew how to do that, and that I could turn doing that for people, and getting. you you know, training them and finding media opportunities for them into a business so that other people could help build their brands on that global level, the way I have. When I say build brands, you know, it could be anything from the book that they wrote or themselves as a performer, or it could be themselves as an entrepreneur or their business or their startup or anything along those lines.
0: Okay. Awesome. That's a very lovely story. So from there, like, can you just walk us through? the story of how you got your first sale and how you got your first client uh, for your business.
1: Sure. Yeah. That's going back. So, you know, like I said, so I I knew how to write a press release and I've been doing that for not for profits and just for, you know, charity work for years as things called to me or as I felt called to work on certain things. And then when I decided to make it a business, I thought, gee, how, how do I do this? How do I just suddenly segue into, into doing that? So what I started with doing was going on. This is, literally 11 years ago now, is going on some of the freelance sites that exist out there. And I just put myself up there and, you know, started to bid for jobs. And at first I bid low, so I, you know, I was doing it for way cheaper than I'm doing it for now, but I had to prove myself and get those references and get those referrals. And one of my first clients ended up, you know, because I did a good job of putting myself out there. And I just, I just mean on those freelance sites, at the time, you know, writing a, a compelling, you know, bio about what I could do. And then when I got a contract, I would, in the beginning, I would charge less and just work really hard and make sure I got those references. Anyway, it developed until, up until, you know, by the beginning of COVID 2020, eight years in, um, I should, you know, before, sorry, I started as a freelancer and I would just sort of doing that for a couple of years. And then as I became increasingly successful, my husband and I ended up forming a general partnership. Before that, he'd been doing his own work you know often the business world and the corporate world but then i needed i needed help i need somebody else to come in or i would have to hire so he and i ended up forming a general partnership and then in 2020 you know at the beginning of covid even though like everybody else we lost initially 30 percent of our our income and our clients not the clients leaving but the clients work just stopped anything to do with travel stops anything to do with entertainment you know in terms of going out stops anything to do with festivals stops and events and conferences so you know, it was hard hit for a couple of months until we were able to sit down and sort of think, okay, how can we pivot? What still needs promoting? And then obviously there's a lot of entrepreneurs came out of it who, you know, walked away from corporate or for whatever reason were working from home. And so they started doing their own things. So then those new small businesses needed to be promoted. And of course there's still films and there's still books that need to be promoted. People who wrote books that, you know, they finally wrote their book and now they had to get it out there. So We incorporated in 2020 and uh, right in the middle of COVID. And I'm blessed and lucky to say that, you know, we've come through COVID well. We've been able to, you know, pivot enough, able to do work that we could do from home, able to find clients, you know, that were not event centric, not, you know, performance centric at the time. And now we've come out of it on the other side. And, you know, we managed to have our best year ever actually last year. And this year is looking to beat that as well. And so, you know, we're, we're now in the space where we're able to do a lot more travel. We're able to look at things like, you know, we've been doing a lot of business travel in the past few years, but now we're able to look at things like, oh, well, we can keep affording our house here. And maybe in the winter, instead of freezing in Canada, we can go and work for two months in Malta where they have, for example, where they have um, a digital nomad program where you can you know, register to go and work there as long as you're working on your own thing and you're not you know, competing with their population for jobs or whatever. You can just go there and work on your computer. So now we're looking at things like that. And uh, yeah, so, you know, people just keep on, you know, no matter what kind of is in your way. And it's harder for some than others. And, you know, some of us are lucky that we have jobs that we can do remotely. But even so, there was a lot of people in my position who, you know, when that happened at the beginning of COVID, for example, where we all lost 70% of our income, never came back from it because they weren't able to that word of the year to pivot or to be strategic or to figure out other ways to make things happen and these days in business these days no matter what your business is it's essential that you're able to look at the you know not the playing field as it was yesterday but the playing field as it is today and figure out a best position yourself you know your clients your employees whoever is in your sphere it, it, with you know what we're existing now and if whoever comes out on the end of that will continue to be successful we just can't get kind of wallowed in the mire of worried about things that you know the way it used to be or things that used to work that aren't working anymore we have to find new ways
0: okay uh you know you've you walk us through how you got started on freelancing sites and uh when covid happened and how you pivot uh to where you are today and uh you having your best year last year so present day 2022 where exactly is your business and what's the structure of your business like
1: so basically this in, in terms of structure that's a great question this is the year that um, I hope to, though we're already halfway through and things are getting away from me now with all kinds of other plans. So maybe it'll be next year. But this is the year or next year is the year when I hope to crack what is hard for a lot of entrepreneurs. Because now I've cracked that thing where we're making money and not having a problem getting more clients. The only thing that's limiting now or will start to limit my income is how much can I continue to do on my own? Because I've had, I've had, you know, though I have, you know, somebody here that I'll, work, I'll have them work a couple of hours on some limited project or another limited project you know some small little things like sending something i still do 99 of the bulk of everything from strategizing to being client facing to writing the press releases to disseminating them and so i have the problem that a lot of entrepreneurs have which is figuring out how to transition a business that has pretty much been built on the founder and learning it's really a learning curve like i need a professional to come in and teach me this part the way other people need me to come in and get them into media i need someone to come in and kind of help my make my processes something that i could hire another publicist to do or two other publicists to do it i mean certainly there's other competent amazing publicists in the world i just need to you know but you know it's very when you with our work is very personal and we work with the founders and they hire me my name my history and so i have to kind of get to the point where you know, that, that dream where the business goes on without you. If I break my leg and want to stay in the hospital for a week and not pick up the phone, which would not be like me at all, if the business would continue. You know, as it is now, the work is very dependent on me doing the work and me getting the clients. So I'd like to move forward into that. But the way I work now, basically I have clients across industries. They come to me then they choose whether they want a monthly or a multi-month package, six months, three months, they pay up front is the model. And then I develop with them a strategy to, on a global level, make, you know, like I say, to elevate and celebrate what they do. So, no matter what it is they do, I find media opportunities for them at home, locally, nationally, and internationally. And I literally have clients around the world. I have clients on every continent and I travel all the time. You know, most of the clients I just serve remotely so when there's an event or there's something special going on they'll fly me over or I'll go over on my own and so I end up covering a lot of ground so I'm really glad that they Lack of COVID travel is over. <laughs> That's
0: one thing. Yeah, sure. Everybody can say that. Like, uh, yes yeah. it was. It was a bit crazy. Like, though for those times, like when people have to be stuck at home and people can't go out, and it's really changed a lot of people's life and even businesses, relationships, and just like you said, you find a way to pivot. Because for most people, some of the people I've interviewed as a guest on this show, that COVID pandemic time was when they pivoted to are taking their business online. And that is when things started to blew up and everything just went to the next level, just like you have said. So it's just like similar. I've heard similar stories of you yeah. actually p- uh, pivoting during the COVID and actually getting to the next level by taking your business online or maybe changing your business model. And that's just how.
1: Yeah, story- for me, it was mostly changing the people that I served because I was always kind of global. So I always had a lot of clients, you know, online. When I say online, meaning I met them online. I was doing the work for them on the phone or online or whatever else. But with COVID, like I said, like the clients themselves changed because all the entertainment projects that we'd been promoting, all the, you know, like all the things that just were stopped by COVID, we were sitting there, okay, now we have nothing to promote. Uh Uh-oh. So we had to pivot and think, you know, okay, well, what out there is still going to need promoting? Okay, well, people are writing books maybe even more now, because maybe they're writing that book they always meant to write, but they couldn't write because they were going into the office every day. And so we started getting some more authors and we started finding more businesses and more startups. because People were like, all right, things are changing. Now's the time to, you know, if I have a business idea, now's the time to go. So there's always a lot of opportunity, even when you don't think there's opportunity. And a lot of you know, it, it times it's, it's regarding changing the way, you know, you're thinking about the way you do business.
0: Yeah, I think that's one of the many cap we have to put on as an entrepreneur. Like, you know, we have to be very, very flexible to actually be able to mold ourselves towards things, towards the direction of changes that we might need to make due to situations and things that are even beyond our control. And I think that's one of the very risky that we have to learn as an entrepreneur. So uh, away from COVID and you pivoting your business, you know, as a PR response, like let's say John, for example, John is an author and also a business coach. So can you just give John like a five minute masterclass on how to get publicity and how to do Absolutely. PR? Sure.
1: Okay, so the number one thing I always say, two, two things. Number one, if you have, if you have more money than... Hire publicists, even if it's only for a month, just to watch how they pitch you, and you'll learn a lot. Then you don't need them anymore necessarily. If you want to go on and do it yourself, you'd have the bio they wrote and everything. But if you have more money or more time, and you're trying to do it all yourself, then basically the first thing you want to think about is the pitch. So you have to understand that when you're reaching out to media for interviews, you're not reaching out. It's not marketing. It's not the opportunity to tell them about your sale It's not. Um, they're not in the business of giving you free advertising you have to be in the business of, of giving them content that is relevant to their audience. So you have to A, know what their audience is, and you have to know what kind of content they normally provide. For example, I'd love to have my business on the news. We'll go watch 22-minute news broadcast where they're throwing in you know, all the world news and all the sports and all the whatever and see do they how many minutes you know they actually talk about a local business or something. And if they do, in what context? So what is news? So you have to learn all that. But that's a lot to unpack. So here's some things that you can just do right now at the end of this, for example. A couple of ways that you can start to build your business, but please do keep in mind the you know the pitch, which is the difference between what you would say in an ad and what is valuable to an editor or a producer. And then you can look at there's some free services online even. Um, and then there's some other ones that we pay hundreds of dollars a month for that are more up to the minute. But just to get your feet wet, go check out things like Arrow, which is help a reporter out. It's a service where Um, reporters who are looking for sources for their stories meet, basically they find publicists like myself and entrepreneurs who can answer their questions. So you'll see things like Entrepreneur Magazine, where the deadline of two o'clock on Friday is looking to speak to people about how, you know, supply chain is interrupting their businesses. This year, or speak to entrepreneurs about their biggest challenges or is looking for products to recommend to for father's day gift lists or so there's a million different media opportunities from every magazine television station you can think of you know major ones and they all utilize these services and those are free free media opportunities so nobody's paying to get into those that's where when you read the newspaper or magazine and all of a sudden they're quoting some experts that's where they get their experts So it's easy to get into the mix there. Those Again, those are free services. One is called Help a Reporter Out that you can just Google. There's an Australian one called Source Bottle. Uh, You can use the hashtag journal request to see British ones. So you can find these uh, and spend time. If I spend several hours a day literally combing all of these opportunities, and then my clients just have to deal with the 10 minutes when I present them, and then they answer them, and then I get them to the media. So they're not wasting their time going through hours a day of them. But these are the things that are out there if you want to start looking. And you know, I really recommend, here's why it matters. It's not just about ego getting yourself in the paper or something. It really makes a difference. Say you're, uh, one of my clients said to me, you've changed my business in my life. And when I said, why, after just six weeks, she said, you've made investors take us more seriously. And that can make a big difference. You know, When you're looking for somebody to drop a whole bunch of money on you, or it can just be the client. You'll see your, your existing client when you're in media will all of a sudden get excited about it and. Start sharing, oh, look, this is my, you know, whatever you are, my lawyer, my doctor, my candlestick maker, new client, new potential clients see you just the way they would if it was an ad, only with that expertise. So people think, well, if he's quoted in the media, he must be the best at what he does. People think that they have a perception that, you know, if you see a doctor on TV being quoted, he must be the best doctor. Or if you see a tailor, he's the best tailor. No, the chances are they're just the ones who pitch the story to media or they're the ones that have the publicist who knew how to get their story into media or to get them quoted into media. So, you know, there's a whole basically landscape that entrepreneurs are ignoring that does what advertising does, but also much more than that. It gives you that third party credibility. You know, when you, when people, other people are saying things about you, as opposed to someone Googling your name and all they find is your own social media and your website, or your investor deck where you're saying great things about yourself I mean that's fine but you know we can all do that with enough money but if uh, other people you know magazines newspapers television that they know and trust are are quoting you and using you as a source then that brings a credibility that you literally just cannot buy
0: Okay, Uh, thank you so much for that lot of uh, value bomb that you just threw to us. It was very, very awesome. And uh, one takeaway I got from that is, uh, you know, PR and advertising, like it should go hand in hand, because just like you said, PR can show people or even people searching for, or uh, you as an entrepreneur can give you that credence and that credibility, or that comes with people talking about you instead of you just talking about yourself. Like, okay, you post on social media or maybe on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram. Like, these are people, these are sources that are well respected that talking about you instead of you talking about. And I think that is one big tip. I won't take away I got from that, that I would love our listeners to take note of so thank you so much Tracy for that tip so right now we just move straight into my favorite part of this podcast where I have to throw you some thought-provoking questions and you get back to us with answers so Tracy are you ready? Yeah let's do it Awesome so what is one book that you have read that changed your life that you like to recommend to our for our listeners?
1: Oh gosh that's hard to say I've, I've read a lot but from a
0: yeah, the, the like the the best one. Like, let's say what that one that you can never forget that really
1: impacted your life. But this is like a business book. Anyone, any book. So I wanted. I it's funny because I don't really have a business book. I have a few that I could say that I've liked and stuff, but I don't really have a business book that hugely impacted me because I didn't grow up wanting to be in business or anything. I would say it, it sounds funny, but like. I feel like it's not you know if I had to really push what if I went over and over well, when I was a kid there was a lot of books that I read that were just kids books but for example one you know one silly kids book made me become a writer so I guess that you know kind of matters Like when I was a kid it, it was actually there was a couple of books I love books about diary. you know where kids were writing diaries and so I read all of fake ones like you know Harriet the Spy Cruising about a little girl who was spying on her neighbors and just you know writing the diary what they did that just the neighbors like the kids down the street and whatever and then she gets caught and it's kind of a lesson in social media pre social media but it made me think oh that's interesting being able to write a journal and then when I was about ten I read the Diary of Anne Frank which obviously is very serious but also a young girl writing just to a page at the time she wrote it writing on a, just to a page right and so that also inspired me to start writing and so from a young girl I kept a journal and wrote and that kind of developed into me wanting to be a writer and, you know though my the book that I've written now is about business I always wanted to be you know I used to write poetry and fiction and journals and just putting pen to page I think those books probably you know most inspired me when I was a little girl to read books about little girls writing <laughs> you know I think that was those are probably the most lifetime okay yeah, that's 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 very
0: unique and uh, you know just like anything it might not necessarily be business book like for some guests on this show some have re- actually talked about fiction books and uh, yeah, as long as it's impacted and changed something in them and uh, it's really mm-hmm. brought a change in them yeah, that's very very cool so still speaking about book tracy like if you had to write a book now like what would that book be about
1: Oh my goodness. You know, I've recently written one about, which is all what I talked about like media and how to get into it and all that. But I think I would like to go deeper and write a book about, you know, cause what I've learned in my work, you know, explaining people how to do this and they want to do it is that a lot of people have an internal, like they really have, some, you know, self-esteem issues or, or, or I'm not a psychologist or anything like that, but I mean, people feel nervous when they walk in a room, they feel like everyone's looking at them. They're nervous about networking. They're nervous about talking about their accomplishments. So I'd like to write something about, you know, how it's not bragging to be, you know, to, to, to be feel to feel good about, you know, sharing what you can do and and all that, and finding that self that not just the self esteem but that self confidence inside to, you know, not be afraid to walk in the room, to not be afraid to go to the table, you know, that that basically. I think that's the power for everything. Okay. So like, what's,
0: can I, if I'm just very curious, like that book, you just mentioned, what is stopping you from writing it right now?
1: Oh, probably just time. It took so much time for me to write the other one. And I'm so focused on serving all my clients and all that travel and all the speaking and all that. But, you know, I think that's been germinating in my mind and it almost makes sense to me as a part two, you know, like really, because that, again, like, you know, that's a conversation that comes up across industries with people of all ages when we're talking about, Getting them into the media which is you know the what my first book was about but the the how internally do you do that as opposed to how externally in the world do you do that you know would be interesting
0: okay how long did it took for you to write your first book well
1: it's it's hard to say because the idea came up i was invited to write it you know probably four years ago and then i said okay yeah i wouldn't i wrote you know the first chapter probably three years ago and then I had like probably 30 clients a year and all that travel came up in 2019 and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, so my publisher was like not self-published, my publisher's waiting on it. And I never got to it, I never got to it. And then I, I said in COVID, I'm going to be really disciplined about it. And I'm going to put it down just like I do client work. You know, when I'm like, i going to do an hour of this today and an hour of that, an hour of that. I'm going to put it down like that and I'm going to do it. And so I got through quite a lot more chapters that way (laughs) and quicker. And then, you know, from there, it only took like six months. Wow, six months. And that's not if I was, but if I was sitting down and doing it every day, it would be a lot different because when I sat down and wrote, you know, in three hours, I could get like two chapters done. You know, if I really write, but the thing is, I never have time to go away somewhere. Like a lot of writers will tell you, but that it's not my primary job. My primary job is to serve my customers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So (laughs) writing my book, yeah, writing my book comes in my private time, and I don't get a lot of private time. (laughs) Yeah, you know,
0: you know why I asked that question when you mentioned the first book that you read. You know, as a book coach, when I do talk to a lot of clients like that are entrepreneurial. All of them are very, very busy, just like you said, and they hardly have time to write their book. And one misconception I've always heard from Almost everyone I've added a conversation with about their book is the fact that, you know, the idea that it's need you need to uh, block out like six months or even have head of two years, like for you to write a book, you know, that idea and it scares people away from writing a book. Uh, you know, like everything is all about process. Just like I myself, I'm not really a PR expert. If I have to do PR, I have to contact you or maybe contact someone else. and say, okay, Tracy, you know what? I want to get in the media. How will I do? What can you do to help me? Because it's not really my own expertise. It's not really my own line of what I'm really good at. You know, but, you know, there are processes and systems that can actually tap uh, you can tap into to get your book written and published despite the fact that you are so almost every one of us are busy and i i really get that from a lot of clients uh i don't have time and that is exactly what i've been stopping them from writing their book
1: (laughs) you got it
0: (laughs) so like no i'm just i'm just very curious when i have conversations like this to just know what maybe like an indirect feedback to know what is stopping uh busy entrepreneurs like you from writing books and to you Tracy I will just give this shameless plug-in uh just like I mentioned you don't need six months you don't need even three months you don't need even two months to write your book and you don't need to block out a lot of time to write a book because there are proven processes that we have used over time to get books out even within seven days and within a like, few hours of your time in a, in just a day so like uh, if you are interested in getting to get ship that book out because i really love pushing people to get their book out because so many entrepreneurs are busy and if you ask them they will surely postpone their yeah. writing their book to yeah, maybe the so next two right. years or so I, I I won't mind to have a conversation with you about how you can schedule your time and get it done uh, with system the right system in place
1: sure let's talk about
0: all right about sure it. We'll okay. yeah. all right sure so now Tracy, in all your years of entrepreneurship, what would be one big lesson that you can tell Anissna that you have learned over
1: the years? Honestly, that, you know, again, it sounds simplistic, but showing, you know, just literally doing it. Like, with, don't keep yourself back. And that the only thing keeping you, the only difference between you and the people on the stages or the people um, getting awards or the people that you see on television is that, you know, they have the confidence to put themselves out there. So the same confidence that you have in your work to even become an entrepreneur, you know, to ask people to give you money for what you do, take that same confidence, internalize that, and use that to, you know, take over the world in terms of media.
0: Okay, thanks so much, Tracy. Anna, before we say goodbye on this episode, can you just tell us where we can connect with you online, where we can uh, enjoy all the good stuff that you have been creating and value you have been putting out to the world?
1: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn with my name, Tracy dot Lemori, lemorimedia.com or on all socials under my name, Tracy Lamori. And uh, yeah, and Lemor- yeah, lemorimedia.com is a great place to connect as well. And I'm happy to do a free half hour consultation with anybody who's interested in learning more about PR but tells me that they heard me on your show.
0: Alright, so a link to every link that Tracy have mentioned on this episode, you can get it by heading straight to wwwthe figureentrepreneurcom and just search for Tracy in the search bar and the show notes for this episode will pop up and you can find all the links to every uh, good stuff that Tracy have mentioned on this episode on that link. So, thank you so much Tracy for jumping on with me on this call to share your entrepreneurial story and even for that beautiful tip about PR. It's been a very awesome time for me and I believe our listeners also have enjoyed uh this episode and took something away from it as a tip or strategy they can implement in their business. So Tracy, we celebrate you. We really celebrate you as uh, someone who is actually out there creating value to the world and even for keeping the entrepreneurial fire burning, we give kudos to you and we believe that the world needs more people like you and that is exactly what we are doing on this show. So Tracy, thank you so much for being awesome and for all the good stuff you have been doing.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. So I would surely love to uh, have a conversation with you next time. Maybe extensively we can talk about our PR and how entrepreneurs out there can tap into the power of PR. Here yeah, would be great. Expert like you and I think it will be a very awesome time. So once again, before we say goodbye, thank you so much and I will be leave to catch you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. For more episodes and the show notes for this episode, visit www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com. And I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes if this episode has been of value to you. See you next time on another episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. And until then, keep building and keep the entrepreneurial fire burning.